Hey, Dan Lance. It's uh, Paul calling from 100 Mile House, BC. Um, just to let you know, I mean, you guys were talking about uh, Justin Bieber deporting him back to Canada. Yeah, I think not. Um, you guys can have him. He's a bit of a wanker. We don't need him. We've given lots of good people instead. You've got Jim Carrey. We've given you Michael J. Fox. We've given you both uh, Kiefer and Donald Sutherland and Pamela Anderson. So you can keep the, the trashy uh, Bieber there on there in the States there with you guys. Um, have a good day. Keep it sick and keep it wrong. Bye. Activate my curly hair stick. Initiate you claw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Not a lot. Getting over an illness here. I heard about this, this, uh, this norovirus outbreak that, uh, that, that came from your party, your Super Bowl party, right? Yeah, it's true. But since I got the illness, I don't feel like I brought the illness. You know what you need to do when you have these parties? You need to put a sign on the bathroom saying, party goers must wash hands before returning to the party. Because I bet you that's what happened, you know? That would be advisable. Because I think there's probably at least three people that attend your party that don't wash their hands after they use the facilities. Well, there's these people who are they're so germophobic that they don't want to touch the sink, so they don't wash their hands. It's kind of like, wait a minute. <laughs> so you want us all to touch your shit? And then they're kind of like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. But does that apply to... I know I understand people in public restrooms don't want to like touch anything. So they use their feet to flush the toilet. They don't even flush the toilet. They just use their feet. Yeah, they, no, they don't flush. No, no, they don't. They just don't flush the toilet. That's the new. But protocol. does that apply when you're in someone's home? Like a, I oh, mean, I'm sure it does. Yeah, but your home. You, you not- think, those people. Yeah, but those people are mentally deranged. Do you think they all of a sudden become not mentally deranged because they're in somebody else's house? No. I'm just surprised though, because I think most of our friends would use your toilet and wash their hands. You know, and. It's, it's 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 not like you're at the the you know the uh, train station. Well, what about when there's a bunch of other people over at my place and they're like, oh, I don't know what these, where these people have been. Do you think girls are hovering on your toilet seat? Most of these people are guys. Do you think the guys the, were the hovering people, on your? The toilet people seat? I know who are the worst germaphobes <laughs> are guys. So, so what happened? I don't think you- I know of a single. I don't know a single woman who's a germaphobe like that. Women, women have a different thing. There are they have the uh, not where they don't want to touch anything. They have the thing where they feel obsessed to clean themselves in their house all the time. It's more of an OCD thing like that. But there are a lot of women. They're very judgmental when they use a guy's bathroom. Like, ew, it's disgusting. He's a guy. Oh yeah, they might say it's disgusting, but I still think they would wash their hands because they have a sense of propriety. But so what happened? Someone didn't wash their hands, touched the seven later. later I don't know. I'm dip. not the fucking Sherlock Holmes of germs. The next thing you know, sense. you're you're rooster tailing that night. Oh yeah! Wow, everybody full full on official rooster tailing. Basically everyone. Yes. For how, for how long? Uh, like twenty four hours. 
Man, not only was it a shitty Super Bowl because it was just a terrible game, you get a stomach distress afterwards. It's terrible. Yeah. It's awful. I'm betting I'm not going to have a Super Bowl party next year. Well, hopefully you don't give them diarrhea. God. Man, that's, that's awful. That's awful. Yeah, it wasn't, even, it, was, it wasn't even that good of a game to watch. Nope. I almost would have rather just like kicked everybody out and just watched porn. Went to bed. Anyway, Wackerly, uh, I noticed that um, you have not asked me at all about how I'm adjusting to office life. Oh, yeah. How is that going? I'm not even surprised because if it's not booze, StarCraft, tranny porn, Doctor Who, you don't really care about it. Well, I'm trying to, you know, keep the show interesting for the fans. Here. <laughs> so how is your cubicle? Is that what you want? Well, I'm just saying, you know, it's been a long time. Did you decorate it? Is there a calendar with kittens up or anything like that? Put a picture of my children framed. Do you have one of those far side page a day calendars? Yeah, from like 1989. Yeah, the um, last one was. It's been a it's been a while since I've been in the office, and I kind of forgot office protocol, office decorum, office manners. You wash your hands in the bathroom. Yeah, no, that I do wash my. I, you know, it's that's you know, there's there are ways that you have to adjust to working in the office. In my new office, in particular, I'm not going to name the name of the company I'm working for, but this no, new no, office, no. I really have to adjust there. And the reason being, it's the most diverse workplace I've ever been. I've, yeah. I've never worked in an office this diverse. I work with two dwarves. Whoa. Well, have you ever had a job where you worked with dwarves? I can't say that I have. I mean, I, I worked at a grocery store where there were dwarf customers. But working, I mean, I, I work Not with a dwarf. Two dwarves. Well, the guy next to me, I don't know if he's a dwarf or just a really little dude. He's a little guy. Hmm. I mean, you should I'm, ask him. <laughs> I'm not a big guy. And when there's a guy that doesn't even come up to my shoulder, yeah, he's a pretty little guy. I mean, that guy's got to be like, You should bully him. <laughs> he's, a, he's actually kind of a nice dude. He, you know, I think he plays bass guitar in a band or something, which is also little, weird. tiny bass. <laughs> well, it's weird because do you think he has a little bass? I don't know. I don't know. But the, uh, the other him. person, the, the other dwarf, that's is a woman, and she's probably like mid-20s. You can't really tell with them, but, but she's a real dwarf. Like She's like Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. like that kind of dwarf. But with tits? Yeah, with tits. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's funny because I followed her. Well, I didn't follow her. I wasn't, I wasn't following her, but I, she was walking in front of me while I was uh, walking towards in the parking structure t- towards my car. And so I, I kind of walked trip over. Her? No, I walked a little further Oops. to see if she see got there. into like a little car, like a, you know, like a scion or something. A scion. Well, or like one of those little, you know, mini coopers. Cause if do you, and I was wondering, I mean, do you think a dwarf would find it offensive to be driving a mini Cooper or do you think they'd be like, sweet, this car fits my needs? Yeah, probably that. But she wasn't know. driving. She was driving a, like a Hyundai or something. A Hyundai? Like a regular sized <laughs> car. I think it was a Honda. It might have been a Toyota. But it, was it wasn't definitely... like a monster truck or anything. There wasn't any there was overcompensation going on. <laughs> <laughs> Lifted good shit. But I, I just figured she would have... I kind of felt like a dick afterwards, too, because I did walk probably about like 20 feet past my car just to see what car she was driving. Yeah, you're lucky you didn't get pepper sprayed. No, I wasn't like being creepy about it. I was just Sounds doing like it. Sounds like it. I was just doing it out of curiosity. I was just kind of like, I wonder what kind of car a dwarf would drive. I wonder what her vagina feels like. 
Just curiosity. How does she touch the pedals? I mean, the car is normal size. I wonder what kind of face she makes when I chloroform her. I, I was not thinking that. Hmm. I, I, I did wonder if, you know, if she used the elevator like everybody, or if she went through like a secret door to a magical world. Does she, she have a stick to push the buttons? I pressed the button, actually, because we were oh, in the elevator together. Missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, next time I'll have to find... I think she could reach the button. I mean, she's... Doors are short, but they're not like... I mean, you know, the buttons are, what, like four feet up? I and mean, they could reach... You know, if she was standing on her on her toes, she could reach the How buttons. How many floors is the building? It's like eight floors. Oh. But okay, so it was like a 34-floor building. The 30 button is way up there. Okay, then she would have had had some trouble. But the, yeah, this building, I think she could reach the buttons. But but not only dwarves, we have obese people. We have like old people. I mean, there are people that are probably in their sixties that work there. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I've never get I, them I, out of there. I couldn't believe it. I was like, there, there's. I sit next to a guy. There's tons of like twenty like, eight year olds still living with their parents because these sixty year olds are still working at their dumb job. I work. I, I work right next to a guy. This guy. So I sit next to a dwarf on one side, and the other side, this guy's got to be like probably sixty-one, maybe sixty-two. I don't know how long he's worked there. He didn't know how to attach a document to an email. I showed him. <laughs> is, is that weird? A good friend of mine says he works for a big corporate behemoth, and he said he used to work with a guy who took not one but two. You know when you take like on the job training and you go and do and somebody's like, "What'd you do?" and you're like, "Oh, I went and learned how to use SQL Server or uh, or like Photoshop or like I learned like you know the, yeah. this new marketing technique and I went for like a three day workshop. It's continuing education. It. It's important. He, he said this guy that he worked with. It's the greatest story ever. He uh, went to two different classes, both on how to use Netscape. <laughs> Netscape <laughs> like an, an internet browser. Yeah. Where'd, where'd you go today, Bill? Yeah, I noticed you were gone for the afternoon. Oh, I took a class on uh, how to use Netscape browser. <laughs> it was the second time I took it. Going to go for a refresher. Seriously, when you when you get to be like 60 years old, there should be a certain kind of job that you're allowed to have. You know, like a yeah. greeter Walmart at Walmart. Greeter. Or, or, you, or you're one of those old people who works at the old folks home. Something like that. You could be, you know, a magician at the old folks' home. You could, you could work at a subway, probably. You know, maybe greeting people or washing tables or something. But I don't think you should be in an office where you have to attach documents to an email and not know how to do it. Like, be befuddled right. by that. Like, where you have to. Because it's basically just a button on the screen that you push. It's there's a button in the program. It's, it's, it's not, Outlook. It's not like in ancient times where there was you had to write some code into your email because the concept of attaching a, a document was. New. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. You know, okay, there are three obese people that work at this place. Yeah, not really, not really concerned about that. Obese? I mean, I'm talking over 400 plus, like 400 plus. Oh, you're talking like morbidly obese? No, yeah, no like I'm no, not talking just fat. I'm talking obese. Uh, like to you're the talking point like where... you can hear them breathing across the office. Yeah, and and, oh. and they're too big for the chair. Like this one guy has a different... This one guy has a, a, a larger chair than other people. Hmm. There's no way he could fit his girth in a regular chair. You should sit in the chair and take a picture of yourself and send it to me. I, I bet you people would be really offended. It's one of those it's offices that are very, it's very politically correct. There's, you know, there's people of all colors. There's, there's dwarves. There's a disabled guy. It, it might as well be. 
The, the owner of the company? Benetton. No, no, chill, no listeners even understand what I'm talking about. It's well, those Benetton. multicultural ads. It's always like a black ball guy <laughs> and a 80s. white ball guy. Remember those? Yeah. Like but, uh, third world people. We got paid one cent for this multi-million dollar <laughs> marketing campaign. The owner of the company, his children work at the place. And they're, and they're I mean, they're like probably like, I don't know, 30s. Late yeah, 20s. that's pretty common nowadays. Identical Nepotism. twins. Two sets of them. How Wait weird is that? So there's four? Four. And, two, and each pair are twins? Yeah, two girls, twins, and two boys. Jesus. Identical. What is he, like a dog? I have no idea. It's, it's, it's really weird. Today, I, I met them because we had cake day in the office. And I guess cake, cake day. day. Nice. Cake day, yeah. It's like they celebrate birthdays and you have to sing happy birthday to everybody. Jesus. And I just kind of stood How many in the people back. are in this office? I think there's like 150 people there. That's a lot of cake you're going to have to eat. They, they had. They had like three cakes and everyone's all excited. Yeah, but I, I think of all these days you're going to have to eat cake. It's like you're trying to get I think work done. cake day is only twice a month. I think. I don't oh, know. I don't they know. group them. They group the birthdays. Yeah. They, and they, they give you cards and like uh, everybody sings happy birthday. Yeah. It's, it's Whose really name weird. do you put in the name part of the For, song? Of the song? I just. Yeah. What did they say? I think they just said. I think they said their names really <laughs> quick. Y'all. They said the names really. Some people said the names really quick. Uh, I don't Jesus. know anyone's name, so I just kind of insipid. Not only are they just having way too much cake, they're butchering the birthday song. I stood there staring at the dwarf to see if, uh, you right. know, if she could hold. This is she before would, you stalked her out in the parking lot. Well, I was wondering if she would get a large piece of cake or a regular piece of cake or a small piece of cake that's proportional. Mm-hmm. What about the fork? She, I think she brought her own fork, like a small fork. Okay. But, but anyway, um, I'm, I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting to life. I'm adjusting using the bathroom. Yeah, there's no way you can avoid, you know, taking a shit at work. You have to. I mean, there's, I can't hold it that long. It's Do you long think, time. I mean, now that uh, marijuana is like a medical device now <laughs> is it a device or is it a it's a medical treatment it's a crutch, that you're on? Luckily, just for dealing no with i mean daily life. as far as the state is concerned i think it's a, I, I think it's like a it's a prescription drug like a medication yeah, it's a prescription drug so does your company being so diverse do they hire a lot of stoners or are there people just high in the office because they have to medicate their diverse disease yeah, I was wondering about that because there's a guy that sits across from me that just looks like a stoner. Yeah, I don't know what he does, but he comes in, he just looks disheveled. He doesn't care about trying to look like casual, you know, like a business casual. He just comes in like his shirt's all untucked, stained, wrinkled, and he's just like he rolls in usually kind of probably like ten minutes later than everybody else, and you could tell yeah. he's a stoner. I well, kind of want to hang out element. with him. Well, I kind of want to hang out with him because I want to be with the cool people, you know. Because I'm new. Well, if like somebody's like shooting up their insulin because they have diabetes, you know, and you're just pulling on a big bong, what's the difference? I'm not going to hang out with the diabetes dudes. You know what I'm cool. saying? If somebody yells at you for pulling on the bong, you'd be like, well, that person's, you know, taking their angina medication. I'm just taking my medicine, bitch. I think Back HR off. would have an issue if you were self-medicating with marijuana at work. Because I don't think you'd be productive. Why? But... They they can't discriminate against you because you have an ailment. You're, you're, what are you going to be like? My back hurts, so I got to get really, really stoned. <laughs> exactly. Give me some. Or more you have of that anxiety. 
How would your work you might not be able it? to smoke it in the office because of the smoking policy, but what about you know like vaping it or eating a pot cookie or maybe smoke it in the, out in the garage? How long do you think like, I'm a new guy at the office? If if I was like, oh, actually, I you know have a med- miracle med- or medical marijuana card because I have um, back issues or social anxiety, how long do you think I would get away with being super stoned at work before I got canned? Uh, forever. <laughs> <laughs> or if you, you, you don't think they can, you, you think I could sue them for discrimination? If they fire you because you have an ailment, such hmm. as a bad back or a social anxiety. I mean, you can't be discriminated against because of things outside of your control. So are you saying, Wackerly, that maybe you'd have, should... prove, you'd have to prove that you're doing your job to a satisfactory level, I guess. But are you saying, Wackerly, that maybe I should start a pot club, like a pot gang at my work? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> funny you should mention that Probably, because yeah. uh it's a celebrity that uh was a, a very well-known figure a public figure i'm sure you've heard of had a pot gang at one time i don't think what he does a, anymore what is a pot gang it's just a group of people that you smoke pot with yeah actually but it, it's, or do you it's have this, you have to engage in like pot related but not you know indirectly related activities like frisbee hacky sack driving around listening to pink floyd or whatever but you have specific initiation rules oh. to get into the gang that's what that's what makes it a gang because there's there can be a group you can be a pot club where you know anyone oh, can show up specifically a gang yeah but you can be you know just show up hey whatever but if you're initiated you know there's certain codes of conduct you got to do then you're well, a part of the gang but that that ter- that gang terminology is more recent with like boys in the hood and colors and that sort of thing uh but you know there's like our gang you know, the little rascals what about a uh, fat albert's gang he had a gang didn't he i think he was more like the little rascals style gang i don't know if there's an initiate i mean they were all just they were the gang from the neighborhood you know the the old gang getting back together to hang out down in the shitty neighborhood we live in well the public figure i'm talking about is none other than barack obama he had a stoner gang. He was a stoner. I mean, there's already been people talking about, like, you know, Barack Obama didn't try to hide the fact that he smoked pot, which I do like about mm-hmm. it. I commend him for that. Like, Bill Clinton's like, oh, I didn't inhale. Barack Obama's like, of course I inhaled. Yeah, well, he knew that shit wasn't going to play anymore, especially for a black man. Come on. And, and he would talk about it because he's like, I grew up in Hawaii. I'd smoke on the beach. I'd smoke in the dorm room. I'd smoke everywhere. But I guess um, one of his gang members... One of his bros from back in the day, David Moranis, uh, just wrote a uh, biography called Barack Obama, The Story. And it gives a little more detail on uh, Barack Obama's Is this an unauthorized biography? You know, it it doesn't say anything about – actually, I don't think this guy was Obama's buddy because Mm. uh, he interviewed young Barry Obama's high school buddies. So he got some testimonials. I think this is an unauthorized biography. I'm sure the White House it didn't approve this one. Hmm. Uh, but apparently, back in the day, in the 70s, in Hawaii, a young Barry Obama had a group that went by the name the Choom Gang. C-H-O-O-M. The Choom Gang. Choom Gang. Choom was slang for smoking marijuana. Choom. Like, okay, no, use it in a sentence. Like, hey man, you want to go choom on some buds or... Is it like the sound that you make when you blow it out? Like, I bet you it was. I bet you it was something like that. Like, let's go chew them. Like, let's go chew smoke. It up. Let's go chew them. Let's go chew it up. You know. So do some chew. You want to chew around? 
I think maybe it was a code, you know, because they, they you know, back then people couldn't have a medical marijuana card. No. You get pinched, put in the pokey. So you had hey, to back then code. they treated marijuana as like a pretty bad drug still, right? Yeah, like a great age narcotic. Five years, two joints. So the uh, author here of this biography portrays teenage Obama not just as a pot smoker, but as a pot smoking innovator. And he did. Barry Obama was known by his buddies, his, uh, his pot-smoking ne'er-do-well friends, the no-goodniks he hung out with. I still think he hangs out with some no-goodniks. I bet you Biden. I'm sure Biden still smokes some weed every now and then. Do you really then. think Barack Obama and Biden hang out? I don't know. I bet you, I bet you Biden tries to get him to go to the strip club with him. Tries. <laughs> no Obama's like, like yeah. oh, come on, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Why don't you text me? Some, smoke I'll some chew. Right so uh, Barry Obama is known for starting a few pot smoking trends. The first trend was called total absorption or TA. We think TA is tits and ass, but to Obama, TA is total absorption. If you exhaled prematurely when you were with the Chum gang, you were assessed a penalty and your turn was skipped the next time the joint came around. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's like a, there's codes of conduct to be a member of this gang. Do you think Barack Obama was getting laid a lot back then? For sure. I don't know. Did you see a picture of him? He looks so cool. I know, but people who come up with lots of weird pot smoking methods and rules, <laughs> new strategies, tend to not be getting laid. He had swagger. If you look at a picture, he's got it. he has an afro. He's probably like one of the only black guys in Hawaii. Yeah, but maybe that was one of the part of the problem. You know, maybe the Hawaiian girls weren't into that. I guarantee that guy got some ass back then. He see, obviously hung out with a cool group of dudes. I mean, he's kind of a nerd. I don't think he was that nerdy back then. No, that just it's a more recent thing. I think once he went to law he's school. Like, I'm professor president. I think once he went to law school, that's when uh, he, he, he changed his attitude. Uh -huh. Another Obama innovation, roof hits. When they were chooming in a car... All the windows had to be rolled up so no smoke blew out and went to waste. And when the pot was gone, you tilted your heads back and sucked in the last bit of smoke from the ceiling. <laughs> we used to call that hot boxing. Remember that? Or clam baking. Clam baking when you, when you smoke in a car with the windows yeah. rolled up. But I don't remember ever inhaling like the vapor near the roof. Most of my friends' cars, the roof was disgusting. There was like gum and pickles from cheeseburgers up there. and like Condom wrappers. Condom wrappers, snot rockets, chewed, you know, dip spit. I can't insects. recall the time when I was, you know, with with my group of friends driving around hotboxing a joint that someone didn't fart on purpose because all the windows were rolled up. Right. And it had to have happened. I wonder if you get kicked out yeah. of the Chum Gang for doing that. There must have been it's a, probably penalty. a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There seems to be a lot of penalties. Obama was known for his interceptions when a joint was making the rounds. He'd elbow his way in, out of turn, shout interception, and took an extra hit. Kind of a dick move. Not yeah. really a strategy, just being an asshole. Indicative of a type A personality and a foreshadow of becoming the president. Hmm. I'm sure he does that now, but with, like, your bills in Congress. <laughs> you don't really understand how the government works, do you? <laughs> Interception. Vetoes. I'm signing this one Veto. before you, Boehner. <laughs> Shit. Um, what's interesting about here is Obama 
wrote about his days smoking weed because he had a memoir called Dreams from My Father that he wrote in 1995. And when he was reflecting on his pot-smoking days, he said that he and his pot-smoking pals were, were a club of disaffection. The author of this new biography that's coming out said that's not entirely true. Most members of the Chun Gang. Well, most members of the Chun Gang were decent students and athletes who went on to successful and productive uh, careers as lawyers, writers, and businessmen. What about Gay Ray? I was about to say there was only one notable exception. One member of the Chum Gang was named Ray, the group's pot dealer, who was known for his ability to score quality bud, but years later. He was killed by a scorned gay lover with a ball-peen hammer. And I was wondering about that. We were talking about this off-air. What was the deal with this, Wackerly? They called him Gay Ray, right? Yeah, he was like one of these Hawaii... uh, I guess he must be sort of the same age as the president, but he... uh, But he would get the weed. He was their dealer. He was their dealer. He might have been a little bit older. I'm trying to figure it out because I think he was 37 years old when he died, but that was in 1986. You'd have to do the math. And I'm not about to do that right now because hmm. I've been having diarrhea too much lately. My brain doesn't work. But um, I think he was a bit older than the, than the rest of the Chum gang. <laughs> well, usually the dealer is older, right? He, uh, I probably should have highlighted this better. That would have been great. But uh, he was an athletic surfer. He worked at a local pizza shop close to the private school where Obama and his teenage friends were taught in Hawaii. It's called Mama Mia Pizza Restaurant. Did he, did he drop out or did he graduate already? Uh, Obama? No, the uh, this gay Ray. Uh, I don't. I think he's probably already graduated. So because Obama was eighteen, and he was living with his gr- white grandparents there in Hawaii, and he was a leading member of the the group called the Chum Gang. Chum Gang. And he would buy pot from Gay Ray, but so then Gay Ray grew up a little bit in 1986. Uh, because that was in 1979 when this whole when Obama was still around. But in 1986, uh, Gay Ray is gay. Did I point that out? <laughs> Likes men. I, I yeah, was wondering you know, why he, they called him Gay Ray. He still actually. works at the pizza shop. He's got a boy. He's got a lot of boyfriends. But he, he kind of just he's like a character, right? He's always pulling pranks. And <laughs> he had his boyfriend named Andrew Devere, who was um, he was he might have been a youngster at the time. Uh, so Gay Ray never moved on. Like the other members of the Chum Gang went on to be lawyers. They probably went to Yale and Harvard. Uh, but Gay, Gay Ray's found his station in life. So Gay Ray just just was the manager of the pizza restaurant. And, he uh, surfed. You know these surfers. That's all they want to do. He surf. just hung out, smoked some uh, Maui Wowie, and stayed in Hawaii and uh, was having sex with young surfer dudes. Yeah, but he's kind of, yeah younger, and he's kind of like dominating them, right? He would he would make this Andrew guy beg for drugs. You know how annoying that is, right? Ugh. He would also had a w- habit of breaking wind in his face, which means <laughs> farting. Fart. Wait, wait, wait. Would he, would he do that? And if like if he was like, okay, I'll give you some weed, but first you gotta suck this fart. <laughs> no, I think he would like when you're looking away. He would. Uh, oh, a surprise attack! Yeah, a surprise attack. He'd break wind in your face. And then he'd make you beg for drugs afterwards. Final straw came when Boyer refused to give his lover some money for some medicine, whatever that means, after he began suffering a sore Chew. throat. <laughs> you know what that's from, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sucking cock. <laughs> um, and, and Andrew DeVere killed him. He, uh, I think he beat him with a golf club. 
It says here, ball peen hammer. Maybe we golf club and hammer. I mean, yeah, we need to merge these two articles. That doesn't say, but yeah, he was beaten to death. And he, yeah, I think you might be right. It was with a hammer. I thought it was a golf club, but I've read several articles on this matter because it's so interesting to me. Do you think the last straw was a fart in the face? Yeah, that's what it says. I mean, it says the two main things were making him beg for drugs and uh, farting in the face. And then he may, he wouldn't give money for, you know, some uh, Robitussin. Hmm. This thing says back when the Chum Gang was around that uh, sometimes they would actually, the Chum Gang would smoke weed inside Ray's surf van. So Obama has been in Gay Ray's surf van. Did they call it the Chum Wagon? They say that they had a microbus here called the Chum Wagon, would drive up uh, Honolulu's Mount Tantalus with their stereos playing Aerosmith, Blue Oyster Cult, and Stevie Wonder. Do you think the Chum Wagon belonged to Gay Ray? I mean, it's not really conclusive. What mountain? Mount Analingus? <laughs> Mount Tantalus or something. Tantalus. I wonder, you know, I wonder, do you think, and this is probably purely just speculation, but do you think Gay Ray ever farted in Obama's face at any time? How could that not have happened? Wow. Because we know Gary likes to fart in people's faces when they're not looking. And they hung out all the time. They were in the chum wagon together. Do you think Obama ever passed out in the back of the chum wagon? (laughs) If he did, he got his phrase farted in. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) You know, it would have to be some really, really good marijuana for me to to endure that type of abuse. Yeah, but... There is really good marijuana, so it's not like it's impossible. Well, it's readily available now. How many people could say they farted in in an American president's face? (laughs) They say that Abraham Lincoln slept with that other guy in the bed. They're probably ripping them left and right, right? You know, I'm sensing a conspiracy here. But not right into Lincoln's face. (laughs) Do you think that what is the possibility of Obama getting the CIA to assassinate Gay Ray? Well, Gay Ray's already dead. Yeah, but oh, you I'm, mean that that was a it was a hit. It was a hit. Do you no. think back in the day Obama's just like, you know, I just need to tie up some loose ends here. There's a guy that used to fart in my face. We're gonna have to take care of him. No, I don't think I don't think Obama would hold a grudge like that. As much what, as I what don't year like did him. Gay Ray die? Did it say? Uh, it was eighty six. Did I say? Okay, Obama didn't have enough power. He didn't have enough power back then to take no, care of this. Yeah, you're right. He didn't have enough power back then. But do you think right. now, I wonder now if it came out and he was just like, I, I, I wonder what Fox... He might have the Secret Service hold Gay Ray down <laughs> and Obama would just squat over <laughs> and just be like... Just rip an executive <laughs> level fart right in his face. Executive order, bitch. Do you, do you think that... Uh, um, what, what do you think Fox News thinks of this? What do you think John Boehner thinks of this? The Chum Gang. <laughs> It's probably something racist. <laughs> you know, wouldn't you think? I knew that's what these blacks got up to, especially out in Hawaii. I'm just blacks and the gays. I'm surprised Fox News. I don't, know. I don't really I, know what John Boehner sounds like. What does a pumpkin sound like? I'm surprised Fox News isn't all over this. Because I'm sure a lot of them would like to fart in Obama's face. Yeah, the only thing, uh, the only the real reputable article I found was from the Mirror from the UK, which isn't the most reputable, but something. Huh. I believe it. It's old. It's an old story, I think, and they don't like to really bring up super old shit without any new 
I think they're just rehashing it because this book's coming out, and it's plus it's hilarious. I've never heard of it's it. It's a bit of you know, it's going to create a little bit of controversy. It says here that the White House has no comment about this book at all. Do you think Obama went to Gay Ray's funeral in '86? I bet you he disavowed any kind of knowledge or friendship yeah. or anything with Gay Ray. He'd polish his image back then. Yeah. I wonder what do you do you think Michelle Obama was uh, horrified to learn that Barack Obama probably did get a fart in the face in the back of the chew wagon? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think a wife would really care about her mm. husband's high school shenanigans? Maybe she he didn't a, know, she didn't know him in Hawaii. Maybe he has a fetish. Who knows? She um, only knew him as a Harvard, you know, uh, Ivy League Ivy Leaguer. I say we start the Chum Gang podcast, Wankerly. Is it going to be a, about weed or about this about the Choom Gang or we're re, reinvigorating the Choom Gang or is it just called the Choom Gang for name recognition? I'm just thinking every episode we make up a scenario where we're smoking weed with the president and we do all the voices. Every episode is just some scenario that just comes about where we just end up smoking weed with the president. Is 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 there going to be a gay Ray character? I think we'll probably have to make up characters for all the uh, the entire Choom gang. Okay. And uh, we'll switch off. Like some days you, you can be Barry Obama. Some weeks I'll be Barry Obama. Some of these podcasts are pretty like that night. Welcome to Night Vale where it's like, a, ooh, it's a podcast. It's a story podcast. And they could just be like that. Like the Choom gang's going around on the bus and every week we... We tell a different story about smoking Are we weed. always in Hawaii or is this like the Choom gang around the world? Uh, you know what I think it you know what I think it should be? It's like a like a time warp. Like we're traveling back, you know, back in time. Oh, it's it's set in the seventies. And it's set in the seventies, and it's a scene of the Choom gang just smoking some Maui Wowie. We can have lots of unprotected sex and be like, Oh man, I think I might have the clap. And the soundtrack is like slow ride, take it easy, like Fog Hat, Alice Cooper. Yeah, Blue Oyster he wasn't Cole. listening to so much cool black person music. I'll tell you that. It did say they listened to Stevie Wonder, so it's a little oh, bit of black. I just, guy all music I heard was Blue a little Oyster bit of soul. Cult. It's a little bit of soul. Do you, do you think Obama would uh, try to have some kind of injunction to stop us from using the Tomb Gang, like being the Tomb Gang podcast? I mean, if he hasn't copyrighted that shit i don't give a fuck i'll just make us more popular it'll be publicity yeah i think this obama is a good requests idea. <laughs> that d simon and lance wackily be good americans and stop besmirching the chum gang name no way <laughs> fuck you obama we should probably stop right here because we give out way too many good ideas on this show yeah the next thing you know there's gonna be like fucking chris hardwick chum gang hour yeah i think if i do find the chum gang amazing though. i think there's probably are it's a fertile ground for, uh, you know, there's stories to be found or stories to be created about the Jim Gang. It's kind of like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. How come Saturday Night Live hasn't done a skit yet with the Jim Gang? Yeah, they're, they're in Obama's pocket. I'm, I'm just surprised you'd think that would be coming. Someone's going I mean, they to ne- They never it. really make fun of the president. Oh, it's, get, it's always making fun of how, like, you know, he's being treated like shit. Yeah. They, they did, though, during the debates. It was like, did they have, like, one black guy? You know, on staff, and then yeah. one guy does who is the... Fred Armisen, who isn't really black. <laughs> I thought they had a black guy that did the Obama. Now they do, probably. Oh, okay, I thought they. Well, I'm sure that Choom Gang joke is coming in the future, but hopefully, we'll get the Choom Gang podcast coming up before that. We can preempt it. I mean, just making a Choom Gang T-shirt would probably make you a fortune. All right, Wackerly, you got to stop getting out these ideas. <laughs> Write this down, 
and we'll discuss this after the show. Chum gang. It's episode 418 here of Sick and Wrong. People, you know the way the show works. You send us stories, we read them, and if we give you credit, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. Uh, we got some good ones this week. A lot of people are sending in some good stories. Um, we, we pick the best ones, like we always do. But anyway, <laughs> send your story to sickandwrongpodcast.com. Uh, before we get to our first one, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. So the first story here uh, comes from Tim. Tim says, hey, Dan Lance, you can't make this shit up. Regards, Tim. You know, Tim, you're right. You can't make it up. It's reality. The world in which we live. We should just make up a story one week. But people, we are, but people believe it. I mean, I mean people you couldn't probably, go too far. You couldn't be like, you know, you'd have to make it plausible. If I was to make up a story, I think it would be a lot. It would be along these lines because this is just completely whack. Um, Wackley, did your parents ever have porn? Did you ever find your dad's porn? Like no. your dad's Playboys? No. I had like uh, cousins and aunts and uncles where you'd be over at their house and you'd be like, oh, a Playboy. Like shoved in the bathroom, you know, between the toilet and the wall or something. But your dad never had like a hustler? I never saw it. Maybe he was just really good at hiding it. I don't know. Yeah, the rabbi never had hustlers. I remember uh, my grandfather had like a stack of Playboys and penthouses. So I loved it when we go to Chicago and see him and uh, get to read all the penthouses. Just look through titties. Yeah, it was awesome. And then when he died, my brother, like my mom gave my brother just all his old porn mags. And my brother Ugh, was, what a waste. Well, what was funny about it, my brother was just like, yeah, I don't really want them. Yeah. And so I remember I snuck like three of them. I was that like when you three. knew? Was he out of the closet? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he was like, I don't know, probably 11 or 12. <laughs> but at the time, I remember being like, you got to be kidding me. You don't want these? Like, what's wrong with you? And I just didn't even think about it. I just took, I took like three. I took like the, it was the Madonna Playboy. Remember the one with Madonna in it? Yeah. And uh, a couple penthouses. I was like, and I hoarded those. Like, I, you know, I masturbated those for years. But I just remember I like thinking your like. Mom, your mom just gave these to you? No, she gave them to Jeff. Because but Jeffrey. still, he was 11. No, he's probably a little. Actually, my grandfather died when we came back. So Jeffrey was probably 14 or 15. I don't think my mom would give those to me now. She'd be like, this is filthy. No, my, you know, my mom was kind of cool. She, she was definitely pretty. I think she was just like, you know, he's in puberty. Might as well give him. I think he was 15. Yeah, he must have been 15 because he was right before my bar mitzvah. Crank your little wiener to these wide open beavers. <laughs> Maybe she didn't, you know, she didn't want him. You know, don't like when, the beavers. Maybe she didn't want him like What do you mean like you don't like porn. the beavers? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You can talk to me about it. He was just kind of like, yeah, okay, thanks. And just kind of left them and uh, was just going to leave them. They were going to be thrown out. And I saw it and I was just like, are you out of your mind? What a score. Snag like three of them. Wow. Had them for, I had them for years. Every page was just stuck together. But anyway, uh, yeah, my, my, my father never had porn. I don't know what the rabbi, I don't think the rabbi jacked off. I think he jacked off to the Torah and Holocaust Isn't that movies. what that little silver hand is for? 
<laughs> That's more like a prostate exam. If uh, if my father found, had porn and it was porn like the porn we're about to discuss, I don't know how it, how I would have dealt with that. I think I would be going through years of therapy, probably more therapy than I need right now. Hmm. Uh, Bristol Child put on a Disney DVD only to discover it was his dad's porn film. And this wasn't just a regular Ron Jeremy fuck fest, you know, Bukaki gangbang. This Beauty porn. And the Beast. Yeah, this porn. Father Four from Bristol superimposed his family members' faces onto the porn stars in this porno movie. And then secretly filmed his wife and daughter using the bathroom. So if it wasn't weird well, it was enough, just tacked onto the end. Yeah, I think it was just part of it was you know an edit of a porn with his family members' faces superimposed over the actors' faces, and then the other half was his wife and his daughter using the bathroom. Uh, that's all kinds of weird. Yeah, I don't really know. Well, I mean, what... with, with your wife, you know, you could then there's some there's some wiggle room. <laughs> you can be like. Look, I want to jack off, but I want to—I don't want to be unfaithful, so I put your face on the ladies' bodies, but your daughter's face and your son's—he's got oh, his two, his two kids, yeah, his whole family. This guy's this guy's like one step away from cutting off their eyelids and putting little mirrors in their eye, eyeballs. You know, when I used to work in my old company, uh, we used to do these magazines, a series of magazines published by a company called MMG Publishing. There's Family Heat, Family Lust. And one other one, I can't remember that name. But it was well, all like that. it was oh, all erotica. Fancy, but it was erotica, like family. Yeah. You know, family goes for a picnic. Next you thing you know, everyone's fucking. Right, but that's fantasy. Well, yeah, I'm, but the, I mean, this it's guy not you, it's not your own family. Like, <laughs> like when people watch brother sister porn, they don't imagine their own sister. Normal people don't. Normal people don't. Or like the the mommy that stepdaddy, you know, stepdaughter porn, stepmom, stepson porn. Do you think he superimposed like you don't a imagine your dog? own shitty stepmom fucking her? Like, oh my, you mean my dad's fucking wife? She sucks. I mean, this hot lady that I'm pretending is my dad's stepwife. <laughs> Do you think he superimposed like the dog's face too on someone? Probably. Oh my god, I don't know. This guy's I'd sick. like to see this video. Yeah, no, I kind of want to see it, too. I want to see how good of a job he did. Like, what did he yeah, what, use? What After editing Effects? suite did he use? He must have used After Effects. I know you can do this. <laughs> oh, you do? do how I, do you know I, that? I just, well, I know you can superimpose oh, people's okay. faces on top of sure. it. I, I don't... All right, every porn I watch, I put my own face on top of the people. <laughs> and all the members of the Choom gang. <laughs> but what I don't get, okay, not only is it just completely insane that he's you know putting superimposing his family's faces on top of these porn stars but don't you see your wife going to the bathroom all the time you live with her why is no, that depends on the fetishized lady. depends on the lady yeah but you're, you've been married to her they're, yeah but maybe she won't maybe she won't let you see her pee maybe you're always like just leave the door open she's like no that's disgusting and i don't so know you, a you single, obsess about it i don't know a single woman that would do that when you're married when you're when married you're, and you're living, they don't give a shit at that point. All you've inhibitions never, You've are never gone. been married. What are you, a big marriage expert? No, I just know. I've been in relationships that have lasted a long time. And it's like eventually the doors open. They're talking to you while they're, you know, taking a shit. And you're just like, all right, well, this is normal now. And, all, you know, all the mystique is gone. This is your nightmare relationship. Is the, you're projecting. I'm, 
I, you know, I know how my sister behaves with Big Jer. Well, that's another thing. You're you're projecting your sister's behavior on. I know how my mom behaved with my dad. Once again, <laughs> I'm just saying that's not that's not going to happen here. I've been in relationships where there's not an open door policy. Well, how long was the relationship? Long. Over five years. Yeah. Near huh. that. All right. Well, then, uh, okay. My, I stand corrected. I'm just. I saying, mean, I didn't obsess about it. I wasn't interested. I'm not really interested in that either. I'm just so. saying that there's certain you know inhibitions. That eventually just kind of fade after you've been you become so familiar with somebody. So I'm just surprised that this guy's like, oh, you know, he's secretly filming his wife well, and more his daughter. Than not, she just, doesn't have sex with him at all. It's the problem. Um, so surprise, not surprisingly, here uh, the dad was kicked out of the of the home after the revelation. Uh, what ended up happening is uh, the child, like I guess it was like family night. And the kid put on a, a Disney DVD, and the whole family saw that it wasn't Beauty and the Beast. It wasn't mm -hmm. Mulan. How does that happen? Turned out to be... It, it's just carelessness on the father's part. He just put it back in the wrong container? Well, I don't see why he would put it in the Disney DVD container. Yeah, I don't see why. It seems like a You know, it's mistake. not the Lion King here. Um, the post here is not naming the... Uh, the man in order to protect his victims. But I'm just going to go right out and name him. His name is Woody Allen. <laughs> if he this does came have out, access Woody, to a lot of editing equipment. Woody Allen does have access to that. If this came out, like if, you know, if uh, Dylan, Dylan Farrow, what's her name? Dylan Farrow? Is it, she go by Farrow? She doesn't go by I Allen. Don't, I don't know. Um, but if she came out, I don't like, think she okay, even goes by Dylan anymore. Yeah, but if she, okay, if she came out, she wrote that letter that was the tell-all letter saying Woody molested her, but then came out and she's like, well, actually, here's a video of his porn. And it was a porn that was like, you know, he superimposed everyone's faces. Would you be surprised? Yeah, I'd be surprised. <laughs> I don't know if I would. I don't think he raped that girl. I don't think so either. Or I think it was the. I think Mia Farrow had a vendetta. You know, she was, it was yeah, a bitter. Yeah, I think Mia Farrow was, was like a split. very strange person. And I but think I she was know. trying to get revenge. I mean, but at the same time, Woody Allen's a fucking weirdo. I wouldn't yeah, play past weird. him. He's a weird dude. He's yeah. like Roman Polanski level weird. No. Yeah, he married. No. He they married. He married his adopted stepdaughter. No, nope, it wasn't his adopted daughter. It was Mia Farrow's adopted daughter. Her Sunni has a different okay, adoptive. But dad. they lived. They lived together. Nope. They Woody Allen live never lived with Mia Farrow. I thought okay, wait. I thought he he took There's a, a lot hand of in these misconceptions out there. I thought he took a hand in how many didn't he raise this girl? Like they, she was, Mia Farrow and Woody Allen were in a long term relationship, but they never lived together. And Soon Yi was Mia and this other guy, Andre Previn's adopted daughter. Now would it was Woody Woody Allen over there every day for four years and did she see him as a father figure? Maybe. I mean she was she was older than eighteen when they got together finally. How old was Woody Allen? Old as fuck, but that happens all the time in Hollywood. Weirdo. He's Every weird fucking dude. director has a wife who's less than half his age. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying if uh, there's a video of Soon Yi going to the bathroom, I'm sure Woody Allen might have made it. She won't let me watch a pee anymore, so I had to <laughs> concoct my own video. I don't know. That's kind of like if Woody Allen was a sweat hog, is what that impression was. <laughs> it was kind of Travolta esque. Um. <laughs> 
So yeah, the dad was kicked out of the home after the revelation. I'm sure the uh, the the wife was horrified. It then transpired that he installed spy cameras in the bathroom ceiling of the home and recorded his wife and daughter using the bathroom and possessing indecent photos of the youngsters. Uh, he's a 50-year-old man. He pled guilty to two charges of voyeurism, nine charges of possessing indecent images of children, and one charge of possessing an extreme pornographic image, and they don't go into detail about that. Um, the judge said his daughter feels destroyed, and anyone can understand why. It's bewildering that a father would make a video like this. Um, and this is what's puzzling to me and just kind of goes down to, uh, to, to just describe the entire British judicial system. The judge said society was best served by not issuing a prison sentence. Instead, the father's given a 36-month community order of probation and must attend a sex offender treatment program. <laughs> is that insane? Yeah. Doesn't it seem like there's a lot of pedos in the UK? I mean, proportional to how many people are in that country. Why not be a pedo if you're just going to get probation in classes? Right. I mean, why you not, Why not be? Because I'm not attracted to children, I guess. No, but I mean, it's <laughs> like the, not the, to. you're going to get away with it. Like there's, there's no, you, you don't have that fear, you know, of, uh, of, of going to prison and having your balls crushed by someone named Bubba. That's not going to happen to you. You know, you're nope. not, you, you don't fear that. So, so why not just go out and rape kids? You could do that in England. It amazes you probably me. probably get, you know, socially uh, ostracized. Yeah, okay, you probably would be ostracized socially, but, but then, well, okay, then after your uh, sex offender treatment program, a couple of classes, you can't have, um, maybe you can't drink beer for a couple months. Hmm. Is that what they do? I don't know. Uh, the defendant's former wife said he liked to watch porn. Is a little bit more than I would have liked, but nothing was weird about it. I don't hate him. I hate what he's done to the children. Um, you know she wasn't having sex with him. She couldn't have been. Because why so, would he, you know, why would he put a... If this dude, if this is the length this guy had to go to masturbate, he's obviously a bit perverted. But, I mean, she obviously wasn't having sex with him. No. So, anyway. I'm just shocked that it. if this happened where some guy was this perverted, like this level of deviant to superimpose his family fa his family's faces in a porn movie, you'd be going to prison for at least a year. Don't <laughs> you think United so? States. And you hid cameras in the house? I don't know. You would probably get a year. I don't know. You get something. I, I don't think Well you'd... the child porn laws, yes you would. Uh, an doing. extreme pornographic If everybody picture. was over eighteen you wouldn't get I don't know if they'd be able to you know, it's kind of like, you know, uh, illegal surveillance. But what else is it? I'm, I but mean, the fact that they're children. But, once you throw the child pornography in there, yeah, you're done. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I just think that there might, there, there probably should be a bit harsher of a punishment. But hey, a bit of a deterrent. You know, but uh, I guess it, I guess it doesn't work that way in uh, England. What do you have here for the second story? has a little bit of the gay ray about it gay ray sent in from Teresa in boulder that says i'm surprised she's not divorced uh, this is about an opera singer who's suing the u.s government because she can't stop farting that makes absolutely no sense what excessive flatulence she 
they she says that she went to a army hospital because her husband is a staff sergeant at uh Fort Campbell in Kentucky. It said to happen in Kentucky. Um and she went there to have uh her child delivered. <laughs> and they performed an episiotomy without her consent, which is where they cut the back of her vagina open because it's going to tear anyways. Or I thought the they have to do that. Like don't they have to do that if the baby I mean if the baby's coming out, it's it's obviously not going to fit. Yes. Because I guess they, it's a judgment call whether it's not going to fit or not though. And she says that she should have been consulted, and they should have asked her instead of just doing it. But isn't she you all hopped they, up on goofballs? Te- yeah, no, don't you think they told her? Like, we're about to cut your vagina open. You might feel sharp pain. Yeah, but don't you think at that point she's in so much pain, anyway, like excruciating pain of childbirth, she's like, just do anything. Get it out. And maybe her husband wasn't there. Was he in Iraq or something? Hmm. I don't know. They're seeking $2.5 million in compensation. For negligence and pain and suffering, embarrassment and loss of income, because she is an opera singer in the Nashville Opera Company, and she can't stop farting or shitting. I should Ooh. say, <laughs> okay. farting sounds funnier, but she's basically just lost all, most of her bowel control. Uh, and as a result of her incontinence and excessive flatulence, this is her lawyer. Uh, she has been unable to work as a professional opera singer. All right, this sounds like a bit of an exaggeration. What's she eating? Is she just shitting say. and farting all day? Yeah, she just shits and farts constantly. She what? tries to get up there and sing an opera Who's going to nice hear people. It? Who's going to hear it? She's farting up on stage, and no one's going to hear that. Yeah, but it's going to stain the big white uh, Valkyrie dress. Okay, adult diapers, and just go in and uh, charcoal panties. That is true, the adult diapers. We take care of this. I don't think you need two point five million dollars for adult diapers. Yeah, I just I just feel like and, and not to mention, I mean, who farts all day throughout the day? I mean the episiotomy yeah, didn't vi- give her vagina chronic gas. It, well, yeah, but it pat the problem is the cut was botched or, or not botched, but there was a complication, I guess, the way you say it. And uh there's a complete breakdown of the perineum. Oh, so uh, the like divider between uh, yeah. the anus. So now she does she shit through the vaginal canal? Or she definitely which makes through? you wonder: is it a queef or is it a fart at that point? I guess it depends where the air originated. Man, I would never go down on her. I bet your husband never does oral anymore. When was the last time you think your husband went down on her? <laughs> <laughs> she had a baby, for God's sake. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, she's suing the U.S. government because uh, she can't stop farting, which is preventing her from singing. I mean, you, you think she could go in like the uh, – who's that guy we had on the show? <laughs> the freak show guy? <laughs> oh, the lizard man? No, the Jim Rose. The Jim freak. Rose. Oh, yeah, Jim Rose. I mean, she could just work for him, and she could incorporate the farting into, the, into her act. You know what she should learn to do? move her body in such a way that she produces tones with her farts and does a whole opera through one her One man opera? One woman opera? Yeah, I mean, why not she do that? She sings and does the music? That, I mean, but that's, 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 a, that's an unusual act. I mean, that's something I'd find impressive. Right. Uh, she's, she's got a colorectal surgeon at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, which is probably better than the Army Hospital, and uh, they've told her that Reconstructive surgery may be needed, but that it may not even help 
and further operations may be needed after the initial operation. God, how severely did they botch this? I mean, what did they do? Just <laughs> I've never mean, heard of it before. I've heard of women being not liking this procedure because you know your vagina's let loose after uh, your your delivery. <laughs> yeah, but they do a husband stitch. To yeah, they stitch that. it back up, and I thought it was fine. Then you do the Kegels. Tighten that shit up. Everything's great. Where they have like a field surgeon just running off like, uh, you know, just patching up a soldier from Afghanistan do the surgery here? I don't think so. Radar from MASH? I don't get it. Radar wasn't even Who, in Who's the, the doctor in MASH? BJ Honeycutt? Yeah. <laughs> Hawkeye? Hawkeye. I think they had Hawkeye do the surgery. I can't believe you're besmirching Hawkeye's surgical abilities. On this podcast. Was that the guy that wore the dress? No, that's Klinger. Oh, Klinger. I bet you Klinger it did the like surgery. Seems like you maybe never have seen the show. It's been a while. I bet you Klinger did the surgery. Klinger, I also don't think was a surgeon. I think he worked in the PX. Yeah, but you know what probably happened? None of the other guys. Hawkeye wasn't around. Radar was off, you know, going <laughs> They're to get all gone. Asian hookers or something. And pregnant, Klinger's pregnant like, Korean lady came in and had to have her baby delivered. Yeah, Klinger, Klinger ended up doing it. And next thing you know, she can't stop farting. Yeah. I don't think if you're a Korean going into an American army hospital and you got your baby delivered and maybe you had some extra farts afterwards, I don't think you're going to get much out of the U.S. government. Not $2.5 million. Have you seen a picture of this lady? No. She's actually quite attractive. Hmm. Which uh, kind of adds insult to injury to the husband. I was thinking about this. Because the husband stayed with her, right? She's not divorced. Yeah, well, they're trying to get two point five million. He's probably waiting. He's waiting for, for the. He's waiting for the payout, and then he's going to split. But I was thinking about this. Let's do a little thought experiment here, Wackerly. Let's say you're married ten years. You've been married ten years. Your wife's still attractive. She ends up, you know, you're having your first kid. Similar operation, botched surgery. Next thing you know, she can't stop farting. Chronic gas. Hmm. What do you do? Yeah. Would you divorce her? Not necessarily. Okay, she's had three surgeries. It did not resolve the situation. And then you'd have to look into some charcoal pants situation. Could you deal, though? <laughs> that wouldn't bother you. Yeah, well, it would bother you. I mean, it'd bother you if your wife had a medical ailment, sure. But what are you going to do? I mean, this guy's in Iraq. What's he, He's going to divorce her, and then he's going to get his fucking nuts blown off? No, I mean, and then you, expect you, the same treatment. You come back. From, okay, if you come back from Iraq and you're maimed and you're missing your legs or something, all right, then you could deal with a farting wife. But if I came back, <clears throat> if I came back and I was able bodied and, uh, you know, I'm young, like in my mid 30s, early 30s, and here's my wife, I don't think I could deal with it. I don't think I could deal with, you know, spending time with her all the time, being with this person all the time, and she's just farting every five seconds well i mean you get the charcoal pants you can't hear it and you can't smell it then do you, you can hear it it doesn't mute the sound <laughs> yeah you can you what about with those... charcoal pants okay well what about with it's sexy time the panties are coming off well, and next thing you know you get a gas mask yeah some well not a gas mask but some nose plugs i, I would be unwilling i mean call me a shallow prick i couldn't deal i couldn't deal with this i think well, i would have to divorce her on the grounds of her ass all right. You're farting. It just, you, you would no deal farts. with it. I don't know. It depends. I mean, it's not a, it's not that simple of an issue. Okay. What about the incontinence? <laughs> well, and I mean, she'd have to take care of it herself. 
<laughs> you know, I don't want to know about it. You know, you're going to be waking up in uh, some in a mudslide. <laughs> at least once or twice. Shark sheets, <laughs> shark sheeted. Is it even a shard at that point? Because every fart's a shard. Huh. That's a philosophical question that I'm not prepared to get into. God, I okay. I, I'm just saying I can deal with it. Who knows? Honey, I shot it again. I don't know why she's English. Honey, I shot it again. <laughs> you just shit. Okay, lady, it's just shitting at this point. You just shit. A shard is when you fart and you you thought you were just going to fart, but you shit. But you know when you fart you're going to shit, so you just shit. Do you think she has any kind of sphincter control? No, very little. So there's probably no... It's probably just there's... It's probably like a balloon deflating. There's probably no, like, real sound to her farts. Oh, that's a good question. That's also a good question. So they are so they are silent. So you're talking about the sound before. There is no sound. There's no tension. Yeah, but it probably kind of sounds like a balloon coming out because her asshole is just kind of flapping. Yeah. And then you think about the vagina. The balloon sound is because you, you pull the balloon opening together so it vibrates. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I bet your ass just kind of flaps from the air, the expulsion <laughs> of air. So it's like... I don't even know what that would sound like. Yeah, I just think it's it just kind of sounds like, you know, like a horse... Like, uh, you know, a horse moving its lips. Hmm. Like Old Dirty Bastard uh, uh, auditioning for the role of Mr. Ed. That's exactly what her farts sound like. If I had to, <laughs> if I had to describe that would what be this woman's farts would sound like, it would be Old Dirty Bastard auditioning for Mr. Ed. That would be disturbing. Yeah. I couldn't deal with it. Anyway, people, send your story to Sigrun Podcast at uh, Hotmail.com. We're actually got a few phone calls to get to. 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, Valentine's Day is is coming up next week. What are you gonna do? No idea. What you are you are you gonna impress the lady with a vibrator? Clearly Maybe a butt not. plug? No. Some lube? No. You're not quite you are not a Lothario Wackerly. Well, no, a Lothario wouldn't need any of those things. He enhance her pleasure. Aids. Enhance huh? her pleasure. So I'm saying take it yeah, up but to a the Lothario next level. wouldn't there wouldn't you you can't enhance upon perfection. I'm just saying, I think there's always room for improvement. And people, <laughs> you, you know, you might think you're perfect at sex. Like, you know, you're... Oh, I didn't know you we were actually trying to sell sex sex things. Sorry. Yeah, like at Wackley's, it's just it's the worst pitch up. I've ever heard. You know, I'm <laughs> sitting here trying to go with this. I was just um, making excuses for myself. But okay, people other than Wackley. Like, Wackley is the perfect lethargy. He doesn't need sexual aids. But all these other people are... It makes sex so much easier. The pressure's off when you get a vibrator. You know, it's your buddy. You guys are working together to get your girl off. It's like your robotic pal. Your robotic pal. It's like it's like a cyborg extension of your dick. Right. You're like RoboCop. Exactly. You're like RoboCop. I bet you RoboCop. I bet they should make a vibrator called the RoboCop. To tie into the new movie? Yeah, like a tie-in. I bet you they, they should do something like that. Anyway, if they do, it's probably at adamandeve.com. So people, go to adamandeve.com, type in the word diddle upon checkout, and make this Valentine's Day a memorable one. Because every you know every year you kind of forget, like, well, what are you going to do for Valentine's Day? i got to go get lingerie, got to go to an expensive Olive Garden dinner. You know, Why not just make it easy? Make it sexy. Get a pizza and a bunch of sex toys from Adam and Eve. Any girl would be impressed by that. Yeah, I would recommend not going out to eat. You know what? Make a pasta dinner yourself and then bust out the sex toys. Yeah. And while you're at it, get a sick wrong t-shirt. 
All right, we got to get the calls. Well, this is Jim Rose of the Jim Rose Circus. And uh, before I put my face in broken glass and let somebody stomp on the back of my head, I have to listen to Sick and Wrong. We got a few phone calls here to the Sick and Wrong Hotline. We also got an email I wanted to try to get to. Um, oh, yeah, Wackerly, this is a bit of a somber call. Okay. I don't mean to be a buzzkill and bring you down, but uh, I was a bit shocked to hear this. And I uh, think we need to pay a slight tribute. Let me, let me play this call. Uh, this isn't flying, but this is something that I would have been told to do. Um, your little buddy, Jim Bob, uh, was actually murdered on Thursday. Well, he died uh, yesterday. Um, yeah. But... He loved you guys, and so, yeah. Okay, bye. Jim Bob. Murdered. Our little buddy. Weird. For people that are not in the know, Jim Bob, he was kind of a... Racist? Ancillary character. Yeah, there's this really racist character that had been to prison a few times, and so he called up and we had that bit a while ago. It's been a while. I was wondering what happened to him. But uh, it was a while ago, he would call in and tell prison stories. But really, mm-hmm. racist prison stories. I think most of them are. But slightly, slightly homophobic, too. Like, did they do something with a spoon? Like, Maybe. something horrible with a spoon, though. We'd have to do a retrospective of Jim Bob. Sometime. You know, I was going to, before we did the show and I was prepping, I, I was looking through to see if I had any old uh, calls that he might have made. And I couldn't find any. So I'm sure there's old episodes. And Jim Bob would call up, and Jim Bob would be like, "Y'all motherfuckers!" Right? And then he would be like, "Y'all motherfuckers!" That was, was his phrase. And then we, I think we named him Jim Bob. Um, I didn't know he was a little guy. I didn't know he's a diminutive guy. I don't know. But she said, <laughs> "Little buddy." Yeah. So he must have been a little dude, like one of those little dudes, like with a chip on his shoulder against the man. Yeah. I mean, I wish he would have given us a link or something to the story of him being murdered, but maybe it's just one of those things that goes unreported. We don't even know where he, I forget where he's from. I thought it was like Texas or something. No, I think somewhere maybe it's Alabama, somewhere in the South, but we don't even know where he's from. I would love, this should be a sick and wrong story. We should be doing this story. So Jim Bob's oh, mom. Not, it might have been very uneventful, other than it's being Jim Bob. I would still want to talk about it. The Jim Bob's mom. Or whoever you were that just called. <laughs> Could you call back? and uh, Or maybe just email us the Jim Bob uh, death story. Or just the obituary. The obituary or something. I, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit shocked, I got to say. It's, you're not the first person who's listened to this show or who is a you know, character on the show that's, that's passed away. But, but still, it's, it definitely was news that I didn't, I didn't anticipate hearing today. So I think we should have a let's tip our drinks. A little quick moment of silence. A little toast. All right. Jim Bob. Motherfucker. 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 Ah, uh, well, for Jim Bob's sake, 
I hope he doesn't go to wherever he is in the afterlife and it's just all black people. He's not going to be a happy camper. Black Jesus, black God. Just everybody's up, black. Motherfucker? He's like, motherfucker. It's Big Papa Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad news. Though. Yeah, it's been a while since I heard from him. I didn't know what happened to him. All right. Um, here's call number two. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> I just got done uh, listening to you discuss um, whether or not uh, gay people are capable or willing or need to <laughs> roofie somebody. Um, it was last week. Needs to roofie anybody, mm-hmm. but you know. This guy's up to date. Uh, <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. One of the scariest people I've ever met in my whole life. Uh, this gay dude. His name is Santiago. We call him Satan. Satan. And, by the way, Santiago, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, don't come anywhere near me because I'm terrified of you. <laughs> This does sound rather terrifying. Um, uh, I listened to this uh, this call, and I was just, I stand corrected. That's all I got to say. So last week, I think we were arguing about whether or not, and I was trying to maintain this ridiculous, fallacious position that gay men don't need to roofie because they can go get laid whenever they want. Right. I stand corrected. And it's yeah, all because of this either. story. All because of Santiago. And I've met a lot of scary people. Uh, one of those guys who'd been to prison and wasn't afraid to go back and a lot of psychological issues, six foot two, 220, like really good looking, very smart, extremely athletic and fucking depraved. So fucking that moved like women, men, whatever. And when he, I guess I should say before I go any further, that he was a friend of a friend and I was introduced to him through somebody who, you know, he was a friend of mine, but he was a little questionable. <laughs> but um, anyway, Santiago is, or Sane was just out of control. And he roofied this other kid who I knew before and I knew afterwards as well. This kind of loner kid. And uh, yeah, totally roofied him and raped him. And poor JJ... It's never the same. <laughs> and uh, Santiago <laughs> did end up going back to prison, thank God. I don't know. He might be out by now. I assume he's probably dead. Um, <clears throat> hopefully. Uh, yeah, so he was just the tip of the iceberg as far as I could see. I mean, terrified of fucking <laughs> giant gay dudes. <laughs> giant gay dudes just going around <laughs> raping people? Love you guys. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Peace. Do you think this guy is JJ, the protagonist of the story he was telling? <laughs> Sounds like that to me. Uh, I think there would be more trauma in his voice. Well, I mean, he kept trying to, you know, he kept laughing it off, like laughing off the pain of being Maybe. violated by this huge ex-con. I mean, you'd think, you know, the Santiago guy, like prison is probably like going to a resort hotel for him. Right. Yeah, it's like going to gay like porn all land. Tale. All kinds of tail. You get to take showers with dudes, rape people anywhere you want. He's a big guy. This one, he locked must, in. Yeah, I mean, he must have been like looking forward to that. So that's why he probably didn't bother him just to you know commit crimes on the outside. So he gets back. Yep. That's ah, terrible. <laughs> I, w- I want to know why his friend was hanging out with this dude. 
It's not someone I'd want to hang out with. Someone that that unpredictable. Like not only is he just huge and he's crazy and he gets into fights, he's an ex-con. He also rapes dudes. It's like the last person I want to go drinking with. I would be mad at my friend. Like if I hung out with you, actually, you're just like, oh yeah, this is my buddy. Uh, he's an ex-con, and you know sometimes he gets drunk and watch just out—he rapes you. Gets so crazy, and he might <laughs> rape, rape you. you. It's like I would be like, all right, well, we're not going to be doing shots tonight. He's cool though. Yeah, he's cool. It's all good. Mm. All right, I stand corrected. I guess gay dudes can rape you and roofie roof you. you. And roofie you and then rape you. Yeah, I don't um, think the rape was ever in question. Yeah. It's the roofie. Yeah, that, yeah it's, that's definitely very very terrifying. All right, here's the last, uh, here's the last story from, uh, from uh, Limey Land. All right, second row. It's Milo. I'm a field salesperson. Selling drugs. And I'm about to go into a meeting with some bird that's a bitch. And she's probably going to tell me to fuck off. But I just wanted to tell you a quick story. When I was probably about 13, maybe 14, I uh, had some musical event at my school that I had to sing at. And before I went in, I, um, I was seeing this girl. She was quite fat. <laughs> I wonder what he was singing. <laughs> A musical event that he had to sing at in school. You know, like the choir. You think he was in choir? Yeah. This guy's obviously a chav. I'm surprised he even went to school. Do chavs go to school? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, they must drop out. Why do you think he's a chav? He's got a job. He sells drugs. Illegal drugs. Did he say legal drugs? I thought he said he's no, a drug No, but it's clear. Dealer. He says he's like a regional rep. <laughs> you wouldn't say that if you're like dealing dope. He just and he's got to he go in, and he's got to go into a, to a meeting with some lady, some bitch. Drug dealers don't have to do that. All right, I'm, do you want me to rewind this? I think he said he deals drugs. No, he said he sells drugs, meaning like he works for Pfizer or something. I think he's a drug dealer, Jeff. <laughs> okay, well, you just misinterpret the whole story all you want, but like a lot of British birds. And she uh, she was a slut as well, and um, I fingered her. Nice. And then I, nice. Uh, did my musical. Um, it was. I think I fingered her behind a shed. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was one for the wank bank, really. And I, uh, after I got in the car with my mum, and uh, without really thinking about it, commented that my fingers smell of fish. <laughs> and I've only really just realised that she knew exactly why. My fingers smell fish, and I remember her saying, hmm, I wonder why that is. So, yeah, that's fucking embarrassing. I've only really just thought about that. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Laters. I hate it when those memories from childhood come back, don't you? <laughs> just a random moment. It sounds like it was a moment that he shared with his mom, though. Right. You know, it brought them a little bit closer. They both kind of share. I wonder if the mom would remember this like he remembers it. Probably not. <laughs> she's got enough. She's got enough shit going on in her life. Traumas. Did you ever have any awkward, weird sex talk with your mom? No. no it never came up. Uh, no. Wow. I mean, I don't know. We did you? Because yeah. see, we had sex ed in school. They just taught us all that shit in school. They didn't have to have like, oh, my dad's gonna tell me what a pussy is. My dad. Did not. He avoided any talk about sex. Never even mentioned it. 
It was as if sex never even occurred. My mom. Which is how it should be. Yeah, my mom, though. My mom was like, as soon as we were nine, she's like, here's where do I come from? I think I was like eight. She was oh, showing those books. Yeah, yeah well, she was showing us the books. books. She was talking about it. This is what, you know, you can masturbate because it feels good. She was like telling us all this stuff that was really gross and explicit, and we were way too young to hear this. Mm. And then I remember in, uh, guys, like my first year in this country, I was like in eighth grade, I went to a Jew camp for the summer and my mom like my dad didn't do this my mom did this she drove me to the grocery store or the the drugstore and bought condoms for me hmm. just so i'd have condoms and i remember thinking like wow and uh yeah. it was wishful did you actually thinking. use any of them no, <laughs> no. disappointing <laughs> at, at, in eighth grade i wish but i know i remember her dri- driving there and, and me just being completely embarrassed and then going in there, and she's like showing me which condoms to buy, mm-hmm. and then extra I'd... smalls, <laughs> snug, These are the, tight you, fit. You need to buy the kimonos; they're the Asian condoms. And I still wear them to this day. But then we went up and paid for it, and I just remember being completely embarrassed. And then she gave them to me, and I had them. I had them for quite a few years, actually, before I used one. <laughs> like it just deteriorated. Did they have, back then? They probably didn't have an expiration date on it, so. I don't think I actually ever ended up using any of those condoms, but I did have them in my drawer for a long time. I wish it was like a good, it's a good way to me for me just to like, you know, think about my mom. I wonder if like, that's the thing though. I think a lot of people had awkward sexual moments with their parents. I'm glad that this guy, Milo, the drug dealer could laugh it off with his mom. Yeah. I mean, nothing's as awkward as having like your mom's video face imposed upon a porn video that you know your dad made (laughs) so the only way that story could have been any worse is if you found that video and you were jacking off to it that's the only way that story could get it i don't think i would be calling into a podcast and telling that story (laughs) uh people you can call sick wrong hotline 206-666-3846 we got an email and i'm gonna read this one it's been a while since we've uh, since i've actually read an email because we usually run out of time uh, this is from Bekaki. Beck Cocky, not Bukaki, Beck Cocky. Got it. Hey guys, so I'm only on episode 103. This damn podcast has taken over my fucking life. I started listening at 5:30 a.m. I start listening at 5:30 a.m. and usually continue until I go to bed. My wife gets pissed because I crank it through the computer and she <laughs> thinks I may need counseling. I can't believe you're married, dude. No. I can't believe he's married. In fact, it it makes me feel bad about myself. I don't even have a wife. No woman would want to deal with me. And this guy... You have a lot of issues to be dealt with. Yeah, but this guy, I mean, this guy's got a wife, and he's playing our show, like, from 5.30 in the morning till uh, till at night. That's grounds for divorce. That's worse than, like, constant farting. Um, she thinks I may need counseling. Just want you to know this show rocks. And do you still use your MySpace? <laughs> no. MySpace. <laughs> I mean, you, no, know, no. you know what's funny about that? I don't even remember the login for that. Hmm. I tried to get on it. Is MySpace still even around? Oh, it's around. Do you still have a MySpace? No, of course not. I mean, I don't know if I deleted it. I wouldn't even know how to delete it because I don't know how to log into it either. Do you need to delete it? I think you do. Maybe they really just delete bummed. them if if you haven't used it in a long enough time. I was really bummed about that whole MySpace Facebook yeah, switchover. 
Well, that, you know, we had been working hard on MySpace. We had a, I don't know, a few thousand fans. I don't remember how much it was. And then all of a sudden, uh, now we got to start from scratch on Facebook. You know, it just annoyed me. You know. It's going to happen to Facebook sooner or later. And then who knows what's going to happen. Oh, but yeah, no, we don't use our MySpace anymore. He says, also, do you have any of the original Sick and Wrong shirts left? I'd even take the one that you gave to your brother Jeff. You do not want he that. He secretly shirt. wants that one. You do. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with it, but there must be like ten kinds of venereal disease on that. Like I, I couldn't even imagine. It's like a smorgasbord of VD. Hmm. Yeah. Um. What, what's the original second wrong shirt? The Coca-Cola one. Yeah, I guess so. You know, we don't. You know, usually we just we don't keep you, vintage shirts. We just sell them all. Yeah, you gotta buy the current one. I don't even so remember. You have to who. go on eBay and get it from somebody if it's pay like you know five thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a collector's item. Yeah, no, just go buy the current one. Um, awesome show. Hopefully, I can catch up, Bakaki. Well, uh, Bakaki, um, you know, I'm glad you're enjoying the show, but I don't want you to get a divorce because of it. You know, seriously, you know. Yeah. Buy, buy your wife a dildo from Adam it. and Eve, and uh, save this marriage. Um, iTunes, the best way to listen to Sick and Wrong is iTunes. I know a lot of people use Stitcher and there's that other one. Uh, I forget the other one. I always podcast email. pickle. No, it's, oh, I, no, no, I know the Soundhound. Is it Soundhound? No, nah, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, it's the other one. No, it's the one that I send out on, uh, on, on Facebook, but there's, there are multiple ways to listen to sick and wrong. The best way to listen to sick and wrong is through iTunes. Just go to iTunes, go to the store, do a search for sick and wrong, subscribe, rate, comment. We appreciate it. It gives us exposure. It really does. It, it boosts the visibility of the show. We appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, we do have sick and wrong t-shirts available right now at the sick and wrong store. Now, yeah, the new that, ones are fine. Now think about this. You know, a lot of women on Valentine's Day like lingerie. Like they, you know, and guys like it too because it's kind of sexy. But think about this. Let's substitute a sick and wrong t-shirt instead of, you know, that negligee or that camisole. Yeah. How hot is that? It's pretty hot. I bet you Bakaki would be into it if his wife just showed up yeah. wearing a sick Probably and wouldn't wrong tee. wouldn't be able to contain himself. Yeah. Meaning he would just prematurely ejaculate. ejaculate. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I think you need to turn on your significant other with a sick and wrong tee. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. And if you buy a shirt right now, I'm almost done with this promotion, but if you do buy one right now, I will give you a six-pack of the new sick and wrong they live stickers. Um, just uh, as a Valentine's Day treat. Anyway, sick and wrong song of the week came in from the Sodomizer. This is a long message. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he says, Sodomizer here. I've been a longtime fan of the show and frequent form contributor, although not as, as of late because of the responsibilities from being in law school. See, we do have people who are pursuing professional career. We have professionals, aspiring professionals that listen to the show. Yeah, there's some. There's a few, a limited amount. He says, I wish I had something clever to say about Dee's height and tiny penis or Lance's predilection for trannies and mild agoraphobia. But I don't. So I'll just commence with the stroking of egos. Dee, I thoroughly enjoyed playing something dancey. I'm looking forward to the animated version. Well, thank you. 
And people, you can buy Play Something Dancy right off the website. Lance, you are my favorite half of the duo. And I do worry that as the podcast begins to approach episode 400, this is, a, this is an old email here. Yeah, apparently. Um, you will put the Wackerly revolver in your mouth and pull the trigger in a desperate attempt to end your participation in the craft. Should the urge arise, please reconsider. You're probably never going to meet a woman that will allow you to procreate with her. So my recommendation is you treat this craft like a child. Raise it until it's 18 years of age and send it off into the world to carry on your digital DNA. What do you think of that? Why are you reading this letter? I don't know. It's funny. It's he not says, that funny. He says, <laughs> keep, up good, <laughs> keep up the good work, fellas. And I'm submitting for your listening pleasure, Ministry's cover of ACD's Thunderstruck for the song of the week. Thank you, Sodomizer. I appreciate it. Of course, Wackerly would, uh, would rip, deride your email here. First of all, it's from like 18 weeks ago. I guess it has a good song attached. Yeah, I know. I want, you know, I want to dedicate this song to Jim Bob. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, what else Getting could we dedicate to Jim Bob? I, don't, I mean, I guess we could do like a Johnny Cash song. Or that Deliverance song. <laughs> that, that's Jim Bob's theme music is the Deliverance song. But I want to dedicate Thunderstruck, Ministry's cover of ACD's Thunderstruck, to Jim Bob, and uh, you know, hopefully the heaven he's in isn't filled with minorities, because that wouldn't really be heaven for him. Thank you, Sodomizer, for saying that in. People will be back next week with episode 419. Until then, take a sleazy. Okay, good night.
dude. I'm totally sorry, but the, it didn't sound good. No, you are sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you... motherfucker. <laughs> You're not bugging me at all. What? All right, yeah. Can we can we do it one more time? I want to get the uh, those two things for again. For so it just didn't come out that that good that time. So okay. Okay, wait a minute. You want me to do both of them again? Yeah, yeah. So do um. Actually, we're gonna do uh. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. This is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong with Dean Lance. With who? With uh, <laughs> Dean Lance. So this, this is Bob Madigan. You're listening to Sick and Wrong. Just do that. Yeah. Okay. You uh, ready? I'm ready. This is Bob Madigan, a.k.a. Donkey Daddy, and you're listening to Sick and Wrong. Oh, dude, that was perfect. And then uh, one more say, uh, this is Bob Madigan, and happy anniversary, sick and wrong. Okay. Happy anniversary, sick and wrong. This is Bob. Peace out. <laughs>